Thank you, Nikki. That might be as good as it gets. Um, the passage I wanted to have a look at today is um, John 14. And just one, really, verse 27. It goes like this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Everybody has troubles and difficulties in their life. I was an atheist for almost 40 years. I've been homeless as a kid. I've been in prison as a young man. A soldier for 17 years and now a priest for almost 20. I've been a man of troubles. And I've also caused a lot of trouble to other people. One day, through a friend's advice, he suggested that I might try this course called Alpha. And, and I went on it. And long story short, I, I met with God on it. And I remember weeping bitterly and asking for help, and especially asking for peace. And God met me in that prayer and rescued me. You know, we all struggle through life. I think the difference is how we deal with our struggles and our anxieties and our fears and our demons. And I guess I've learned the hard way. It's not how you fall, but it's how you get up. As Nikki mentioned, I've recently been appointed a, a chaplain at the Royal Hospital Chelsea, the, the home of the Chelsea pensioners, and uh, it's an amazing privilege. It was founded in 1682 by King Charles II. It was uh, a home built for old or wounded soldiers. It was designed by Sir Christopher Wren. And today it houses over 300 veterans of the British Army. Tragically, over 120 of them have died during the COVID outbreak. And even in my short time on staff there, I've uh, already taken the funerals of four old soldiers. During those funerals, I get to see the pensioners' faces dressed in scarlet in the chapel. And I see that they're sad, obviously. They've lost friends. I see that they're really thoughtful. Some look scared. And mostly all of them are wondering when they're next. For those men and women in that place, that Royal Hospital, and for all of us today, this message of the gospel is so important. Peace I give you. John 14, that verse 27, is, is such a, a beautiful scripture, so simple really. But can it really be of any relevance to us today? In a world full of political unrest, we've just been praying, in a, a world full of damage uh, caused by poverty, inequality, racism, bigotry, wars, climate change, and of course, not forgetting the pandemic. Well, well I believe those scriptures still can change us today. And Remembrance Sunday is held in the UK and the Commonwealth as a day to commemorate the, the contribution of British and Commonwealth military and civilian service personnel in the two world wars and all the later conflicts. And tragically, there has only been one year since 1945 that a British service person wasn't killed on operations around the world. And that one year was 1969. The English psychologist Anthony Storr stated this, that man is an aggressive creature will hardly be denied. 
with the exception of certain rodents, no other vertebrae habitually destroys members of its own species. No other animal takes positive pleasure in the exercise of cruelty upon another of its own kind. And by one estimate that I read, there have been only 292 years of peace in the world in the last 5,600 years. And during that time, more than 3.5 trillion people have died in it, or as a result of 14,000 wars and counting. The First World War began with a, a young man called Gabriel Princet, who was an idealist um, from a terrorist group. And he, he wanted to change things, but he wanted to change it through an act of violence and aggression. So he assassinated Archduke Ferdinand in Sarajevo on June 28, 1914. That one action of violence and aggression started a chain reaction, which led to a total number of military and civilian casualties in World War I that totaled about 40 million people. One act of aggression. Adolf Hitler, another idealist leading Germany, invaded Poland in 1939. And his action triggered the start of the Second World War, which lasted, as you know, for five years and resulted in the deadliest military conflict in history with an estimated total death of 85 million people injured or died. Jesus promises peace in that scripture. Peace I leave you, not as the world gives. And there were five things that I've, I've learned about peace in my own life, which has helped me through that scripture. And I wanted to use a, a mnemonic of that word, peace, that Jesus uses in the passage to help us remember some important aspects of today, of course, but also when we face our own battles and struggles and our anxieties and our demons and our fears come running at us, then maybe we might be able to reflect on the sacrifices that have gone before us and upon the words of Jesus in that scripture. So the first letter is P for perseverance. And if you look in the dictionary, it says to continue in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty or with little or no prospect of success. Who's been there? Quite a few of us, I'm sure. Eric Liddell, the Scottish um, missionary who won the gold in the 400 metres in the 1924 Olympic Games held in Paris. After the war, he went on in his Christian work to be part of the London Missionary Society that went out to, to China to help. But following the Japanese raid on Pearl Harbour in 1941, Britain and America were at war with Japan, who were occupying China. Eric was fearful for his life, so he sent his wife and his three children to Canada for safety. And he never saw them ever again. Eric was then sent to an internment camp with horrid and squalid conditions. But in those conditions and that painful experience, he persevered. And what he did, he made good relationships and became friends with the guards for the sole purpose that they would treat the women and the children and his fellow inmates with consideration and be lenient with them so that they would help the elderly 
and especially the kids. Eric Liddell is a great example of the passage in Romans 5, verses 3 to 5, where it says perseverance. So our suffering develops perseverance. And then perseverance develops character. And character then develops a hope. And it goes on to say that is a hope that does not disappoint. Because God gives us that hope, not as the world gives it. That's the peace that they saw in this man in that concentration camp. It's said of him that he was a man of peace. He was not a heroic fighter in a battle, just a modest man who loved the Lord and had a massive impact on so many people. The peace that Jesus gives us is very different. Peace, I leave you. The second letter is um, E for empathy. Again, the dictionary says the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. The capacity to place oneself in another person's shoes, really. Maybe something's happening around the world or the globe that we're not near, but we still have empathy and we still pray. I've had to learn that myself, to have empathy with other things that are going on. At the age of 32, Derek Delaney, uh, on his second tour of Afghanistan, had his Land Rover hit by a landmine. The explosion was so powerful that it hurled him over 30 meters and blew his left leg off above the knee. As he lay dazed on the roadside, he heard more explosions, more screams, more cries from his comrades. And then in the silence, he describes how he felt as the sun hit his face. As he lay there, he prayed, Lord, whatever happens, I thank you for my life. But if you have a role for me in the future to be an inspiration for others, then Lord, let me live. He was rushed back to Camp Bastion, the military hospital. Um, his other leg was so badly damaged that that had to be amputated as well. And unfortunately, everyone tried to save his life, but he was declared dead. Then, a young doctor felt a very weak pulse in Derek's neck. And in 2012, Derek entered the Olympic Stadium to represent Britain in the discus at the Paralympics. Derek said in an interview, I am no Superman. I have had really dark moments in my life, but I am determined to inspire others. Amazingly, Derek's gone on to set up a school to help um, disadvantaged and disabled children get into sport. He persevered and found empathy for other people, despite those tragic consequences that he went through because of an act of war. And in the face of death, he had this quiet reassurance, which I so want every day, that Christ has overcome the prince of this world. And he was able to have peace, even in those circumstances. That's the peace that I'm trying to grab hold of every day. Peace I leave with you. The third letter is um, A for action, which again means the process of doing something typically to achieve an aim. I think it was Edmund Burke or possibly John Stuart Milne who said this, the only thing necessary for, triumph, for the triumph of evil is for good men or women to do nothing. So much of my life I did nothing really for anybody else. 
Abel Seaman Kate Nesbitt, at the age of 21, was the first Royal Navy female to be awarded the Military Cross. That's an award given in the military for an extreme act of bravery. She got hers while she was serving in Afghanistan. She went to the assistance of a young soldier who'd been shot in the neck and was bleeding badly. That happened during a battle with the Taliban. She dressed the wound, she kept the soldier from losing blood while the Taliban bullets were firing over her head and rockets were being launched right in the heat of the battle in a district in Helmand. Kate took decisive action and risked her life for her colleagues. Kate survived to tell the story, but many don't. But she was prepared to help someone else to take positive action in a very possible consequences that she might lose her own life. One military spokesman said about Kate, had she not done so, this soldier would definitely have died. Again, Jesus shows his, his, his own act of action and sacrifice for us on the cross. In the book of John, Jesus says, greater love has no man than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Action, decisive. Fourth letter is C, uh, for cast, which means in the dictionary it says to throw or move in a forceful way something in the direction of someone or something. That means to me having a conscious or making a conscious decision to, to cast something, including our burdens, our fears, our anxieties, our demons, all that stuff, our past, maybe. And Jesus invites us just to do that, to cast our burdens onto him because he cares for you. 1 Peter 5 verse 7. Harry Billings was 18 years of age on D-Day and survived that atrocity when over 21,000 men died around him. And at the age of 95, he was asked on Breakfast TV when he was interviewed, what advice, Harry, would you give to young people? He said, I hope they will learn to love one another. There is a lot of hate in the world, a lot of greed, and a lot of nonsense. Just don't worry about all that stuff. What we need to do is love one another. And that is the strongest thing on earth. Harry, a very strong Christian, believes that Jesus will return. And that meanwhile, we are not to worry so much about all that stuff. Cast your burdens onto Jesus because he cares for you. And despite all the horrors and the nightmares and the imagery and the memories that Harry must have, Harry has truly cast his cares onto Jesus. If you listen to him in an interview or when he speaks, he speaks with such clarity about peace. For Jesus does as well. I do not give you as the world gives you. Jesus gives us this, this certainty that he's in charge, that he's got this, that he's overcome the world. And finally, the last letter, E, is for engage, which means in the dictionary it says to, to connect with one another. And for a long time in my life, 
through the history of my upbringing, I really struggled to try and connect with people because I didn't trust them. Because you're going to hurt me, so I'm not letting you in. In John 14, verse 1, Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I was afraid of engaging with people. And reconciliation between nations and individuals is so important if we are to coexist on this planet that we've been given to live on. We need to engage in dialogue and to have empathy with other people. When Jesus showed empathy, when you read the Bible, to characters like Mary or Lazarus or, or Matthew or the tax collectors and so many other people, he raised the hackles of the religious authorities. They didn't like it. Because to engage does not always result in peace. Sometimes it can bring conflict. But we can do conflict if we do it lovingly and peacefully. And it's essential for us to to be bold and to do just just that in order to give a voice to those who are voiceless. Because if we don't do it, who's going to do it? You're going to take communion very shortly. And at the Last Supper, Jesus explains the sacrifice he is about to make once and for all. And the upside down way in which the kingdom of God is brought about. Not through winning wars, not through overthrowing leaders, not through winning an argument, but paradoxically through his death on the cross, which is the ultimate act of love. In Romans, Jesus reminds us again to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. If we can create within ourselves a willing heart that really cares about what's happening in the lives of other people who are not like us, who don't speak like us, who don't look like us, who don't dress like us, have a different culture to us, if we can have a willing heart to love them, then we'll be motivated to do God's work, helping people. Like so many of you do, practically and physically and spiritually. You know, Remembrance Sunday is not just about recalling and reflecting on past events as we've done this morning. Or it's not about just recounting all those facts and figures that I've thrown at you. It's more than that. It's about caring for those events and the lessons learnt. That we carry them into our present and not only that, we carry them into our future so we don't make the, the same mistakes and they soak into us and they change us. So we learn from that. So that we can be in a place of peace, despite our circumstances like some of the characters that I've mentioned this morning, or even where you are today. So that we can be in this place of peace. Remembering past sacrifices really should inspire us um, to care for our neighbour, for the veterans, for those suffering with PTSD, for those caught in addiction, for the marginalised, the prostitute, the prisoner, the homeless, the elderly, the sick, the widows, or the mentally ill. In that way, we will see the kingdom of Jesus come in our land. But only if we have a, a heart to keep persevering and pushing on. To have a heart that's full of empathy for other people. To take decisive action uh, when we can or we see something. And to also cast our burdens and our fears that sometimes paralyze us. Cast them onto Jesus because he cares for us. 
And finally, our heart has to be able to engage with others who are not like us. Then we might be able to obtain the true blessing of Christ in our lives, which is said in many services today on Remembrance Sunday and throughout the land at the end of most services in churches. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.